Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Leviticus chapter 6 verses 8 and 9a tell us, Then Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, Command Aaron and his sons saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. Has the law of the burnt offering ever entered into your consideration? Well, it's the subject of our life study of Leviticus today. And I think it will be quite a surprise to just about everyone listening. And with us for this marvelous program is Bob Denker. Welcome to another enlightening life study, Bob. We've gone through the beginning chapters of Leviticus now and the details of the main offerings there. To review, we saw that there were five basic or main offerings, this burn offering, the meal offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, and the peace offering. The next few programs, we want to cover the laws that are associated with these five offerings as we look at chapter 6 and 7 in Leviticus. Today, particularly, we focus on the law of the burnt offering and how it typifies our own experience of offering ourselves to the Lord. I think we're in for quite a program dealing with our own consecration to the Lord, aren't we, Bob? Yes, Matt. This is a wonderful picture of our consecration, you may say. In the earlier programs, we saw the real meaning of the burnt offering. And this is that this burnt offering in the Old Testament typifies Christ in his living a life that was perfect and absolutely for God and for God's satisfaction. And also it typifies Christ, who is the very life that enables us to live such a life as he did. So, Uh, This offering, the burnt offering, was food for God and for God's satisfaction. So God received this offering, and in a sense, he ate this offering, and it was to him very satisfying. So when the offerer offered this offering, he was to lay his hands on the head of the offering. This means that the offerer identified himself with the offering. And this is a picture of what we need to do when we offer Christ to God as our burnt offering. We need to lay our hands on his head, which means that we need to identify with him and make ourselves one with him, because without Christ, we could never live a life that is absolutely for God and for God's satisfaction. Only Christ lives such a life. So as we offer Christ to God as our burnt offering, or we offer ourselves to God, we need to offer ourselves in Christ and in union with Christ, so that, again, Christ can live in us the very life that he lived on the earth. Bob, there are probably a lot of studies 
of a book like Leviticus that bring out the fact that Christ is the fulfillment of all these pictures and types and shadows. But as you just touched in your opening word here, what this ministry has done through all of these life studies is to take it to the next step, and that is to bring it into an application that affects us in our own experience. And that's going to be particularly true, I think, on today's program, which is entitled The Law of the Burnt Offering. So, Bob, in this first section from Witness Lee, we're going to hear a word that he will repeat many times. It's a very important word to the whole program. Let me speak it first so it's clear. It's a little bit hard to understand when he speaks it. The word is ashes, A-S-H-E-S. And I just wanted to prepare the listeners for this term so when they hear it, they'll know exactly what he's speaking. Let's join Witness Lee for the first portion of today's life study today. For each offering, there is a kind of law, or you may say, there is a kind of ordinance or regulation. Now, the law concerning the burn offering. The burn offering being burned just issues in ashes. I can see some of you, young ones, you do have a heart to go full time. You young people may think you will be very useful for God. Very useful. You know, after all, you will be the ashes. <laughs> do you like to hear this? Or do you like to be this? No future. Everybody likes to be somebody. Nobody on the earth doesn't like to be somebody. Even little boy in playing their toys, they like to be somebody. But to go full-time with Jesus, you have to prepare yourself to be nobody, just to be ashes. And it is not a quite an enjoyable matter to be burned. Who like to be burned? To be burned is a kind of suffering. The destined life we full-timers are going to pick, to go, throw, is <laughs> a destiny for suffering. Eventually, what will come out will be just a heap of ashes. That's all. Bob, let's stop right here. This is a very striking point in the divine revelation. It's such a contrast to the common thought today, the thought that's promoted even among Christian servants. He used this term full-timers. He, he means those that, the young people there that had given their lives to serve the Lord, and those are in the audience that he was ministering to at the time. He brings them directly to the point of becoming not stars, not having a lofty, bright future, but being reduced to ashes. Of course, we're not talking literally about being physically burned. So help us with this thought. Yes, as you said, Matt, this is not a matter of a physical burning but it is a matter of being gradually reduced by God so that eventually we become nothing. We become no one. Everybody, as Witnessly pointed out, wants to be somebody, especially those who uh, offer themselves. They think they are doing a very noble uh, deed to offer themselves to serve the Lord, and they may go to a seminary and prepare themselves and so forth, and they may expect to have a somewhat illustrious career as a minister or or some kind of a pastor or some kind of full-timer 
serving the Lord. They may think that they will be appreciated by people and that the, the Lord will prosper them and bless them in every way. Well, this is not the picture that we see here in Leviticus chapter 6 related to the burnt offering. What we see is that that offering, which was placed on the altar, had only the destiny of being burned and becoming a heap of ashes. This is a picture of our destiny as those who love the Lord and who have a desire to serve him to fulfill his purpose. God has not ordained for us that we would have a life of ease and necessarily outward success. He has ordained that we would have a life of hardship and suffering. And the effect of this kind of life is not that we will become famous and we'll become somebody in the eyes of others, but we'll be reduced to ashes. We may not love ashes or like to hear a word like this, but God loves ashes. But I would say the more we experience this in our Christian life, the more we realize the value and the preciousness of these ashes. So as we are giving ourselves to the Lord, as we are serving him, whether we are full-time or we're not full-time, we all need to be the Lord's servants, something will happen in our life, not physically, but spiritually. A fire will burn within us. This is God himself as a holy fire burning in us to reduce us. On one hand, he reduces us because in our natural life, we are not able to serve him in the way that he needs us to serve him. In our natural life, we need to be reduced. Eventually, we need to become a heap of ashes. But as we will see, it looks like ashes is the end of everything. If you become ashes, you're brought to an end. But with God, the ashes are not the end, because with death, there is always resurrection. So this burning really represents our experience of Christ's death in our daily life that reduces us little by little until we become nothing. But the more we're reduced, the more we experience Christ in his resurrection. And this produces something very valuable and very precious in the eyes of God. Bob, we want to go on now to section two and look at some of the verses in chapter six and later verses from the one that we began the program with. In verse nine, it says, command Aaron and his sons saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth, on the altar all night until the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And let me jump down to verse 12. It says, And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It must not go out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And he shall lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and shall burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. Let's join Witness Lee for this next portion as we discuss two aspects of this fire. Number one, that it burns all night until morning. And number two, that it must not go out. Here's Witness Lee. On the altar all the night until the morning, all the night, the noons, all this dark age. We are now in the night. The age we are in. It's just a dark night. This burnt offering 
should be burning there continually through the whole night until the morning. This signifies that anything offered as a burnt offering shall be put on the place burning to be burnt. The fire on the altar being kept burning continually and not going out. This signifies that God has the holy fire in the universe is ready to receive them to receive that means what? Burn. God's receiving us is his burning of us. His burning is receiving as food. When you feel burned, you have to be happy that God is receiving you. God's divine desire to accept what is offered to him never ceases. This desire never ceases. He just desires to accept you. And his way to accept is to burn. The more he burns you, the more he accepts you. How about this? Bob, there are two main points here in this section. First, that the fire burns all night, clear till the morning. And we heard him speak that this signifies the dark age that we're living in, where the fire continually burns. The second point was that this fire burns continually. It burns all the time. In this burning, the more we feel burned, in a sense, the more God is receiving us. Apply both of these, if you can, to our Christian experience. Yes, Matt. Uh, you know, in Second Peter one nineteen, Peter said that we should give heed to the word of prophecy in the Scriptures until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. This means and implies that right now we are not in the daytime. We're in the nighttime. So the whole age of the New Testament is the night and the coming of the morning, which will be the dawning of the day, will be actually the Lord's coming back. So today we're in the night. And during this period of time, While we are waiting for the Lord to come and while we're serving the Lord, we need to offer ourselves continually to him in union with the Lord to be a burnt offering. Now, the sign that God receives us is his burning. We may think that if we offer uh, ourselves to the Lord, we will have all kind of outward blessings, as we already said. Uh, But instead, we may encounter difficulties, hardships, and even suffering. And within, we may have experiences that uh, God is working in us to somehow reduce us and make us a heap of ashes. Well, this is not something negative. In our natural concept, we may think, well, God is not happy with us, or he's not receiving us. Something's wrong. But actually, no, this is a sign that he is receiving us. So the burning of the fire to consume the burnt offering typifies, of course, God's receiving of this offering. When we offer ourselves to God in Christ, who is the reality of the burnt offering, God will gladly receive what we offer. And the sign of this will be that we will experience this kind of burning, whether it be through suffering in our environment or through the inward operating of the cross of Christ that will reduce us gradually until we become a heap of ashes. You know, Bob, Paul, of course, also said in 2 Corinthians, though our outer man is perishing or being consumed 
or decaying in various translations, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. And that is the flip side, isn't it, Bob? That along with this consuming, along with the ashes, comes a renewing. Though our outer condition seems difficult, our inner man gets strengthened and renewed in this whole process, doesn't it? Yes, Matt. This is the experience of the burning that reduces us to ashes. It is accompanied by the experience of resurrection, which always renews us. Bob, let's talk about two patterns in the New Testament that really became ashes. The Lord Jesus in the Gospels and the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians chapter 4. That's right, Matt. You know, in the Gospels, we have the Son of God himself coming to be a man and living on the earth and serving God with all his time. He was, a, he was really a full-timer. But let's look at his experience. Did he live an easy life? Was he accepted by people everywhere he went? No, he was opposed and persecuted everywhere he went. Eventually, he was crucified. He was put on a cross, and his life was terminated. This is an experience that shows that the Lord, as a full-timer, became nothing at the end of his life. He became ashes at the end of his life. Paul was the same. If we read Second Corinthians chapter 4, we see Paul's experience. He said there that he was always bearing about in the body the putting to death of Jesus, and he was always being delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. His outer man was being consumed, but his inner man was being renewed. This is the experience of the burnt offering. Okay, Bob, in this last section... I want to go back and pick up a couple of these verses. This is verse 10 and 11 about the matter of the garments of the priest handling the ashes. Verse 10 says, And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen trousers. He shall put on his flesh, and he shall take up the ashes to which the fire has consumed the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments and put on other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. Let's go back to Witness Lee, and we're going to see that this implies a lot. The priest putting on other garments to carry the ashes outside the camp, they show us that in God's eyes, the result of our burnt offering is really something. We are going to carry this ashes outside the camp, you must wear stately garments. And this teaches us to regard the result of our Bernardi. To go full-time is to offer yourself as a Bernardi. And there must be a result. And we have to regard that result. Don't look down at it. That is not a small thing. It is not just to praise the gospel to save sinners. It is to carry out God's economy. Whatever you do in a full-time way is to build up the body of Christ, which is the very miniature of the coming new Jerusalem. So we are doing something quite, quite extraordinary. But in the eyes of the people, we are doing nothing. We are just ashes. But God regards this ashes. And what will this ashes be? 
the new Jerusalem. Amen. Could you believe, dear brothers, who have been uh, working together for so many years, have you realized ever that the ashes, the result of our kind of burn offering, will be the upcoming new Jerusalem? You have to believe it. And I believe it. Amen. Otherwise, I would not be here. What the goodness for me to be here? What attracted me here? Nothing. I don't have any pleasure. What is good for me to be here? There's nothing. But hallelujah. Amen. In front of me, I see the new Jerusalem is there. Amen. I don't believe I will be there. Amen. And I don't believe what I'm doing will be a part of that city. Are you happy about it? Yes. Oh, New Jerusalem. Well, Bob, I really like this sweet conclusion today. What could attract us to give ourselves to the Lord other than his ultimate goal, the New Jerusalem? We really need to regard the result of our burnt offering, the ashes which eventually become this city, the New Jerusalem. What are your final thoughts? Well, Matt, it may seem unusual to say that ashes become the new Jerusalem. But if we read the account here in Leviticus chapter 6, we see that these ashes were not just thrown out. They were handled in a very dignified way. First of all, the priest put on his linen garments and he took the ashes and he laid them on the east side of the altar. The east is the direction of the sun rising and it implies resurrection. Then he put on other garments, and he carried the ashes to his clean place. You can see how, in a dignified way, in such a respectable way, these ashes were treated. This shows that God highly regards these ashes. So it is by our being reduced to ashes that we enter into resurrection, Christ's resurrection. And in this resurrection, we are transformed, and we become gold, pearls, and precious stones for the building of the new Jerusalem. So, our destiny is not merely to become ashes, but our destiny is to become the new Jerusalem. Well, with this in view, we gladly would offer ourselves to the Lord and allow him to work on us and in us to reduce us to ashes so that we may become the materials for the construction of the new Jerusalem. Once we reach this glorious conclusion of the burnt offering, which is the new Jerusalem, then we will be so happy and God will be very, very happy as well. Bob, the uh, end result is the new Jerusalem. And in Hebrews, there's a list of people mentioned that we're all looking for this city. Wasn't that a, a good picture? A wonderful picture. And if you read Hebrews 11, you see all these people had a difficult life. I mean, they were, they were consumed, yet they were looking for that city. We should be the same as they are. Amen, Bob. We need to look forward to that city. And, and this is the result of the ashes. The sufferings we go through today are not just an end. The New Jerusalem is the end of all our suffering. Amen. Well, thanks, Bob, for coming in for your fellowship today. I enjoyed it very much. I'm very happy to be with you again, Matt. Before we go, let me give our toll-free number and invite you to contact us to find out about our printed material that we have to accompany today's program and also many other resources that Living Stream Ministry makes available. 
Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you'll continue with us as we go through the life study of Leviticus. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.